Warriors, this is the Spartan Underground. And now, your host, James 300 Foster. What's up, my friends? Welcome to episode 5 of the Spartan Underground. This is the first episode of 2016, and I'm really excited. I have the man behind the brand, show you roll, Bear Quitigua. I hope I said his name right. He'll, pro- he'll probably fire me if I didn't. Um, have him on the show. Really excited. Talked about all sorts of cool stuff. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Give you more insight into kind of how the brand came about and everything. And with that said, Show Your Roll is the sponsor of the Spartan Underground, the official sponsor of any and all episodes of the Spartan Underground. So this was a really great opportunity, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Take care. Alright guys, I'm really excited. Uh, I have my first guest of 2016 and it's a big one. Uh, I got the boss man behind the brand Show You Roll with me today, Bear. How you doing, Bear? Good, James. How are you, brother? I'm doing awesome. Hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on here with me this morning. No, no worries, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anything for you. Very cool. I appreciate it. Uh, What's a typical morning like at uh, Show You Roll HQ? Um, it's usually pretty mellow, man. Um, <clears throat> unless there's, uh, unless there's a sale going on or, um, shipments are landing. It's, it's usually just normal business, you know, but, um, we have a, we have a really good team here. So, um, everyone just kind of trying to go through emails, get through messages, trying to take care of stuff that they got to get through and then finishing up the day, you know, so with random drop-ins and stuff like that. So that's kind of the, the normal deal. Definitely. Uh, how early do you usually get into work? Uh, we're usually here from about like eight, eight to five normally, you know, sometimes Fridays we get off a little earlier, but for the most part, it's like an eight to five gig. Very cool. Uh, maybe we could give a little background. I assume uh, a lot of the show you roll fanatics like myself already know this information, but uh, kind of how did you get started in the, in the brand and, uh, and maybe a little info about the background of how you came up with the name and that type of stuff. How we came up with the name of the brand, we were juggling a few names in the beginning. And then um, there were a bunch of like really basic names like Alpha Board Writing Company, Vector International, a few different things. Um, right. Things that sounded and looked cool, but they were really too general, you know. Um, they, weren't really, they weren't really custom or specific. So um, we just came up with, after a ton of thinking and trying to figure stuff out, we're like, okay, let's try and figure out something that's more core to jiu-jitsu and grappling. So that's when we came up with... Um, um, show your role, basically, which stemmed from get on the mat and show your role, you know? So, yeah, exactly. So that was that was kind of it. We, and then we just kind of took out some letters. We were just creatively writing it on paper, seeing what looked good, what didn't look good. So we just started removing some letters so it looked a little cooler when it was written out, you know? Um, and then that was really it, man. And then we um, that was how we came up with the name. Um, but the um, as far as... Um, how the brand started. I mean, we were just a, a hobby, a hobby brand like everybody else. Every other high school kid wants to start a, a brand or clothing company out of the, after they get out of high school or in high school, you know. So we, we weren't any different. We were just trying to give our own creative flair, um, making T-shirts and hats and stuff. So for us, for me and my friends, you know. So that was that's how the brand started back in like ninety nine, two thousand. You know? Yeah, so it's been around for a long time. Did you ever anticipate it getting to the level it's at now? No, I think whenever you start something, you always kind of dream and hope it's going to be cool, you know. Um, but, you know, after doing it for a few years, you kind of <clears throat> you go through the realities of, uh, you know, what level you're doing stuff at and um, if it's really taken off, you know. Um, and and you kind of you figure stuff out real fast after a few years of, trying to do things, you know, you can only, um, sell to so many people and then you kind of lose steam, you know, in the, in the very beginning. So, um, right, right. kind of how it was for us, you know, so. Uh, what's the symbolism behind the show your all logo? Well, the, 
the the mark is it's pretty simple, you know. Um, I, I grew up I grew up Asian in you know, Asian culture, Islander culture, you know, and then also um, I was a big fan of TNC surfing and skate brands back in the eighties and nineties, you know. So Yin and Yin and the Yang was a really really popular image back then. So um, we basically took inspiration from the Yin and the Yang, and we kind of put an S there uh, in the middle of a in the middle of a circle, and that signified Shoyoro. And then we had the three circles alongside the S inside the circle, which basically the three circles symbolize surfing, skating, and grappling and mixed martial arts culture at the time. You know, so those were the three industries that we really drew from as influence for the brand the stuff that i was into at the time yeah um, and the, so that's that's really where the that's really where the mark and the logo comes from is 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 from that stuff you know so um when you when you started the brand how much focus did you put on uh on the product versus uh coming up with a strong branding like what, uh, what was your thinking behind that? Did you did you have a lot of ideas for what kind of product you were going to put out, or did you put a lot more focus into kind of coming up with a strong brand, strong uh, iconography, and everything before starting to push out the product? No, I think in the beginning, I just kind of started to do. Um, I just start. I was more just on the creative, trying to make a cool graphic, you know, or trying to put a cool graphic or a cool design, and just trying to put it on a T-shirt, you know, or right. a hat, sticker, or something. So that I, I didn't really understand branding so much then, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, that's kind of what it was, you know. I was just trying to figure out what could look cool on a T-shirt, what could what could look cool on a hat, what could look good in a sticker, whatever, and and try and make it, you know. And that was really the framework of how I thought back then, you know, in the first like five, you know, first five years at least, you know, maybe even ten years, I had five to ten years around that time, you know. So. Um, that's that's some of the framework that I thought of before, as opposed to how it's kind of transformed over the, like the last five to eight years, you know. So um, now now I think more on both sides, on the brand side and on the development side. Right. And uh, do you put a lot of restrictions on yourself as far as what type of things you want to come out with, or do you kind of go with the flow and see, you know, kind of see where it takes you and and. Uh, Instead of saying, "Oh, we need to do this and, and, and branch out into this area," do you uh, take the approach more of kind of, you know, seeing what the trend is in the jujitsu world, or maybe what people are wanting before deciding what you're going to do? I think in the beginning we just kind of we kind of did what we liked, and um, we didn't we didn't really think about the market so much. You know, um, we just kind of did what we what we liked, and we we took on. Um, we were the there was, we had a little more freedom, so we were because I didn't understand too much about branding back then, you know. Um, yeah. But, so it was a little easier before, you know, um, to make stuff. Um, now, whenever we we make stuff, there's there's a lot of thinking and there's a lot of thought process that goes into everything, you know. Probably um, if we're thinking of ten ideas, maybe like one or two of them make it out, you know. Um, yeah. There's, there's like five or 10 projects that come through, we might do one or two projects within the year, you know? So, um, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that we don't do, you know? And I think that's probably what I've learned over the, like the last two years. Sometimes the stuff that you don't do, um, uh, kind of helps you, you know, as opposed to the stuff that you do do. Yeah. So. It's kind of a, just as important what you don't put out versus what you do put out, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think you don't really get it in the beginning. And then after you, you, um, you go with time, you kind of start to figure that stuff out, you know, and I talked to a bunch of really, really well-known artists and good pe people in good in, in different industries that are, that are thriving and they kind of think the same way. And, you know, I, it's, it's funny how that's how I, that's how I'm kind of starting to steer now towards, you know, less is more almost. So. Well, I think everybody knows I'm a, I'm a huge show you roll collector and a huge supporter of the brand. And, uh, you know, I, I think you've always teased me because almost every new uh, gi that comes out, I say it's my favorite one so far. So I think a lot of that comes from uh, you guys constantly pushing the envelope and uh, doing like you're saying and, and uh, really refining what you're going to release. So uh, where do you draw your inspiration from to continually come out with such innovative and uh, great designs? Um, for us, we just pull from within, you know, we just try and not steer too much from, from who we are, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. It's really easy to, it's really easy to steer and, uh, make stuff that everybody wants, you know, um, just to meet everyone's demands. 
Um, but sometimes it can kind of steer you away from from who you are as a, a company and a brand, you know. So for us, it's we just try and stick to what 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 we are, who we are, and not go too far from that, you know. Um, we've done stuff in the past where um, sometimes we've explored different things, but the more we the more we we go into things, the more we understand. It's like okay, just as long as we stick to our guns and we do what we do best, then um, we should be fine, you know. And at, at the end of the day, we're we're a, we're a gi company that's trying to make the best fitting gis in the world. Period, you know. And that's just that's what it is, you know. And um, and I live and breathe jujitsu, you know. And jujitsu is the core of our brand, and that's the culture that we pick and elements that we use within jujitsu is is who we are as a company, you know. And um, so that's 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 the biggest part. I think that's where we. I think that's where we've refined, you know, um, uh, we're not a, we're not a different company coming into jujitsu, um, trying to, trying to make money in jujitsu, you know, the making money and being able to run a business is kind of just the offspring of, of us being a jujitsu geeky type company, you right, know, right. being fully vested to the jujitsu community and no other community, you know, and that's really who, that's really, I think how we figure out where we stand and where our influence is going to come from. You know, it's never going to change. We're going to, we started doing this when there was no money and we were just jujitsu geeks following the coolest blue belts and purple belts and brown belts around the world, you know, as well as black belts, um, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And here we are today, still doing the same thing, you know, geeking out on, on the coolest kids in the history of jujitsu. So, yeah, that's awesome. And it's really cool to see you guys, uh, continue to stay close to your roots with that. Yeah, it's kind of hard, right? It's kind of hard when things grow and when you know when there's a lot of opportunity outside and to kind of shake up and change things, you know. But for us, I think staying rooted and knowing who we are as a company and um, what culture and what community we're vested to, which is the jiu-jitsu community, you know, it's it, it starts to get real easier, real easy with time once we kind of figure out who we are as a company and what industry we want to focus on and and be in, you know. So. Yeah, when uh, when people ask me, you know, why I'm so proud to represent your company and, and your brand, I, I always tell them it's, it's about the people behind the brand and what you guys do. And, and I think a lot of people uh, don't realize how much you give back to the jiu-jitsu community and uh, how much charity work you guys do. Um, you know, to me, that's most important. That's why I'm most proud to be a representative for you guys. And just the fact that you make great uniforms that fit me better than any uniform out there and have awesome designs, that's just frosting on the cake. So uh, maybe uh, talk a little bit more about uh, why you feel it's so important to be involved with charity and helping give back to the jiu-jitsu community in that respect. Um, you know, I just, I come from I come from Guam, you know, so um, it's it's kind of at least in, in, in my DNA from maybe from an island or a hospital type, hospital type culture is just people are, um, people are pretty, pretty giving, you know? So, um, so if there's someone in need or if there's someone in help, um, you, you try and help them out, you know I mean? That's just how I was raised and how I grew up, you know? So, um, so internally I, I just, sometimes I'll just get those, I'll just get those, um, those urges to help, you know? And, um, and you know we, we we're not able to do it all the time, but for us it's it's more just on feeling, you know. Um, it's, if if we if we feel we, we need to react, and if we can react and try and help, then it's it, it we're gonna try and help, you know. Um, it's it's not so much um it's not so much um anything else behind it. It's just really if 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 we feel we can make a difference or try and help a little bit, you know, even if it's just a little, um, we're gonna try and try and do it, you know. So um, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the way that the company is run is on, on emotion, you know? So sometimes the business has to sacrifice the emotion of what we think is the right decision, you know? So, um, that's, that's just how we've run it before. And that's how it's probably always going to be run, you know? So that's very cool. Cause I, you know, I yeah. truly believe that keeps it genuine and it, it's coming from the heart. And I believe that's uh, where you derive a lot of your success from. Yeah, for sure, man. I think it's, um, it's hard, it's hard when you're trying to balance a business and, and trying to do positive things, you know, but, um, hopefully, um, hopefully the more positive things that us and other companies do as a community will help inspire others to, um, to do more and more, you know, and really that's, 
that's that's something that I feel that since we're in a position in a place to try and influence and try and um, try and build a movement around positive things, sometimes we, as much as we don't want to get involved in a lot of the things, just because sometimes as a company we don't want to be visible like that, you know, right. we want to stay behind it. Um, sometimes we have to just to try and uh, just to try and stem stem influence and trying to help a community push around something positive, you know. So that's 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 some of the stuff that that we do, you know, either visibly or uh, on the backside, we, we try and, we try and do something, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to ask you, you had mentioned earlier deriving some inspiration from certain artists and designers and things. Can you let, let everybody know what are some of the designers and, and people that you follow as far as keeping your creativity up and, and keeping that motivation to keep continuing to innovate? Uh, for for us, man, it's um it's it's hard because um from from a as far as from a creativity standpoint, there's so much stuff that's current that's that's happening right now, you know. Um, so that's that's something that maybe a lot of companies do is they're following what's current, what's now. Um, but for me, I don't follow too many things. So uh, in general, you know, I just kind of stay in my bubble, and I'm just using all the old references that I have in my mind from the eighties and nineties. Right. Right. Also just just trying to derive, um, ideas from some of the best artists in the world, or, um, maybe even some of the people that we're close to that are friends of the brand, you know? Um, so it's a mixture of, I think a little bit of old, um, a little, a little bit of what's at the highest level. And then also, um, inspired by the artists that work around us, you know? So, um, it's. It, I think it's a whole mixture of things, you know. I don't think it's any one thing, but um, but for us, we're never just um, focusing on what's now, what's current, what just happened six months ago, and this industry and this industry. We don't. We just don't follow any of that stuff, you know. So um, for us, it's it, it's it's bad because we don't know what's current, you know. But it's um it's good because we don't get sucked into trying to copy what another industry is doing, you know. We just try and build and figure out what our industry is going to be in the next three to five years and try and build our own industry, you know, so. Yeah, I've noticed that you guys kind of have done some things that are throwbacks to maybe things you were fans of as a as a child. Uh, I know you guys have the Transformers Gi coming out soon. For sure. I know that's one I'm really excited for. That was my favorite cartoon growing up. So, you know, I'm definitely anticipating that one. And I remember you guys did... uh, like the beefcake ghee, kind of a Brutus the Barber beefcake reference there, and, and you've done a lot of little little subtle uh, throwback things there to uh, pop culture and that type of stuff. Do you have any other plans for stuff like that coming up? Yeah, for sure. You know, like um, I'm I'm a huge fan of pop culture and just trying to figure out how it fits within the brand. You know, that's kind of the hardest thing is just figuring out how it how it can squeeze into um, the brand and make sense. You know, a lot of people a lot of people use pop culture um, or something that's popular to help stem, stem maybe the interest and drive sales, you know, but for us, um, because it's popular, but for us, we're just trying to figure out how to make it intertwined with our label, be, be rooted to who we are and, and just try and make it cool without being over the top all the time. You know, that's always the goal is to try and make it subtle and, and make sense for us um, as a brand, you know. So um, same way, I'm a I'm an old school toy geek, just like any probably any other kid. So um, th- th- that's kind of the stuff where we try and bring in when we can bring it in in the future, you know. But we have we do have some stuff coming for sure. Awesome. Well, I'll be I'll be waiting with bated breath for that stuff. Definitely. <laughs> I'm not, I'm a, I don't know. You know, most people out there who follow me probably know I'm a huge nerd, both uh, literally and figuratively. So. I think most jiu-jitsu guys are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu guys I know that are also into art and comic books and all these different things. So I think it must be kind of how our brains function to, you know, that attract us to those type of things. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I think most jiu-jitsu guys are kind of nerdy in, in some way, shape, or form. You know, I don't think most. I don't think a lot of people that do jiu-jitsu are. Or you know maybe they maybe they may have not been the coolest in class at one time you know so I think jujitsu gives everybody a, a common balance you know and helps them with confidence and 
gets us all around the same community and kind of like, okay, well, you're a nerd in this. Well, I was a nerd in that too. You know? so yeah, for sure. It kind of it kind of balances us back out and gives us confidence, you know. So I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, definitely, very cool. Um, now, the one question you probably get asked the most is, uh, you know, people are always wanting to get sponsored, and I know I I get a million messages every month because people think uh, I'm going to be able to get them in with the brand. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what are some of your sponsorship requirements right now? Are you guys only sponsoring black belts currently? It all depends, man. You know, like it's like, um, it's, it's, it's a mixture of things, you know, like now it's, now it's hard, now it's harder and harder to get into the, onto the team, you know? And, um, and it's just because, the brand has grown over the last two or three years, you know. Um, but also, but also, it's also also our, our crew's pretty big, you know. So we try and keep it to a certain a certain amount to where we can manage and stay in touch with the people that were that we have relationships with, you know. And it's for, so some people see it as sponsorship, some people see it as a relationship, some people see it as you know as 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 other things, you know. But for us, it's um. For us, it's if it's if it's um, if you're a competitor, um, you know we normally don't start we normally don't start looking at competitors, you know until they're a purple brown, and we usually don't start taking on competitors till they're around brown belt or black belt. You know, like that's that's the reality of the competitor side. You know, and um, and we're normally looking for the best competitors to compete long term in the biggest tournaments which are like the pans and the worlds and to and to get and to get the results on a on a long um on a long-term basis you know so so that criteria by itself is very very hard you know um so that's the reason why it's it's a little harder to get on the team you know if you're let's just say an adult competitor you know Uh, and sometimes what we've seen over time is you know maybe the, the people are the best blue belts in the world as a as a competitor and for whatever reason life happens, you know, and, um, as purple, they're not able to be as competitive, you know, and, and win maybe the major big tournaments. So they go into like a teaching phase or opening a gym type phase towards their brown belt, you know, and, and, um, and which is totally cool, you know, for us, we still keep those relationships and we still, um, work with those guys, um, through their whole jujitsu career slash life span. If, you know, if, if, um, if, if it works on both sides, but, um, but that's kind of the life of a competitor as far as how we're working with um with with competitors. We don't have many blue belts right now, you know. Um I don't even know if we have we have very few, maybe like two or three at the most, if that. And um purple belt, same thing, maybe two or three, you know. Um brown belt, same thing, two or three. And, and I think the biggest thing is because all the people that we've had um in the last three to four years are all now black belts, you know. So all those purple belts that we used to have and brown belts that we used to have are now black belts, you know? Um, so it's now, now we're getting back into the phase of, okay, let's go start picking up some, some people here and there to add to our, to add to the team, you know, but for the most part, um, that's how we treat our, our competitive team and circuit, you know? And like I tell everybody, it's like, um, if you're a competitive athlete in the adult division and it's even harder in the master's division, just because, more of the eyes are on the adult division and master's divisions don't, it doesn't get as many views. Yeah. Nobody, know? nobody wants to look at us old guys out there. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love it because I'm, I I'm old, you know, and I, I totally get it, you know, but it's, it's harder. It's harder to bring people on when they're, when they're a little older, you know, especially if they're like on the lower belt level from like a blue to purple belt, you know, De- yeah, uh, definitely. Those divisions, just because, um, most, um, a lot of big companies, um, a lot of big companies are are searching for adults in the purple, brown, and blackboard category, and, and they have masters as well. But it seems like the masters division is normally like the it's normally like the um, after competitors are are done at the adult division, they're letting their they're letting their um their edge out on the masters division, which is normally just as hard if not harder you know Um, yeah yeah i would argue it's harder you know i I can't i can't i can't see uh going in there against solo being an easy match by any means no it's almost (laughs) it's almost it's almost worse to be honest yeah i agree and that's and that's just the reality of it it's like everyone that's masters right now 
everyone's that's masters right now is like um is is crazy it's like three time five time world champion yeah crazy um, level of experience and yes like everybody you know like it's yeah and you're in there and you and you got less time to work with against a more skilled competitor so it's definitely sure. uh definitely hard but you're right it's it's the the focus gets put more on the adult uh and i think i think i'm even more pushing a lot more towards the lower belt you know, like if you're a, if you're a blue belt master, purple belt master, brown belt master. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. It's, it's it's even hard for consumers to to stick to stay on the black belt masters just to see who's who, what what's what. You know, um, and um, that's just the consumer. The consumers only can follow so many people. You know, so for them to get, you've been to tournaments before a billion times. You know, you're just looking at almost looks like a bunch of ants. You know, <laughs> who's yeah. fighting, you know, and if you're a geek, you know who's fighting. You know, but for the average consumer, they're just normally just trying to look for their their friend or the instructor, you know. And um, I think that's I think that's why, from a master standpoint or senior on a like on a blue belt, purple belt, uh, brown belt level, I don't think so much on a black belt, just because there's so many iconic people yeah. in the masters division. So it doesn't really it doesn't really hold true on that division so much. But for the lower belts, it's a lot harder, you know, to um, to gain steam and visibility. Um, to companies, you know, I think, um, yeah. and we get, we get all the guys, you know, the lucky thing with us is a lot of the people that are winning the b- biggest tournaments, they're already big consumer, they're already big customers and big believers and supporters of the brand, you know, so we get real fortunate in that sense, you know, um, but other than that, I mean, um, we just tell people, we just tell people if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna compete, just compete, you know, and, and go have fun and, and just do it because you want to do it, you know. I think in this day and age, everyone wants to say they're sponsored. Yeah, you know? definitely. So it's, it's more of like an internal thing, and it sounds cool to say you're sponsored, you know, um, or you're a you're a part of a crew or part of a, a of a company, you know. And um, and that's cool, you know. I totally get it, you know. But um, but the reality is, is like um, for me, I'm just like a lot a lot of guys hit us up, you know. And a lot of guys want to be on the on the team, and for us, like for us people that support the brand long term, you know, they're just customers of the brand. Um, we, we try and look at those people before we look at anybody else. And that's, that's the reality of it. You know, um, I, I, I've known people who've lined up for releases three, four years in a row, you know, um, and, and won, won the biggest tournaments and are now like the biggest names in American jiu-jitsu, like Dylan Danis and, and guys that have like guys that have won, stuff forever you know in big tournaments and and they just purchased our product for a very very long time you know yeah yeah people that were wearing the brand prior to ever uh seeking out sponsorship you know they were, they were already showing that support and yeah, yeah. and the and the brand loyalty uh you know prior to prior to asking for anything i think there's a lot of people that are uh kind of in the you know, looking for free stuff, and they'll kind of jump to uh, any brand that that offers them sponsorship. But uh, I think it's important that if you really believe in a brand, that you're you're representing it even before uh, being sponsored, and uh, that you believe in the message behind the brand. And it's it's like I always tell everybody, it's got to be more about uh, you know, you need to ask what what you can do for the brand and not so much what the brand can do for you. It's got to be uh, beneficial on both ends. Yeah, totally, man. I think, I think that's, I think that's what's hard. You know, I think in the beginning, like uh, it's hard to understand the principle and the concept of it, you know, like there, there's a give and take, you know, and um, brand, brands want people to, especially as a startup, you know, as a smaller brand, you want to have the most people supporting you to try and drive, drive sales to your, to your company or, uh, or help try and market your product, you know? And, and I mean, when we first started, we were trying to just market our product as, as much as possible, you know, but, but the, um, but the, but the person that's marketing and promoting the product when you're giving product in that startup phase, it's almost like a, it's, it's, they're almost doing you more. You're, they're almost helping you more than you're help. You're helping them in a sense. Right. Cause in the reality, you're not really giving much, you know, you're giving a, couple geese, some gear. That's really it. You know, maybe paying for a tournament or two. That's that's the reality of a sponsorship, you know? Right. Um, but once a company has grown over time and it's a company that you you want you want to be around, um, 
for the most part, when we pick up, when we pick up people, it's, it's more from a, at least now compared to when we, when we were a startup, it's, it's not so much because we want them to promote our product. You know, it's because we truly believe they understand the brand vision. They understand what we're trying to do long-term, you know, and they, they believe in the brand wholeheartedly, you know? Well, and, and, and something I've noticed is you guys, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure it's intentional. I mean, usually the, the people you guys pick up and, and sponsor are uh, good people off the mat as well as on the mat. And I think that's really important. Yeah, we try to, man. We try to, we, you know, of course, it's, it doesn't always work, you know, but we really try to work with people that that kind of understand what we're trying to do, you know, like us. It's not about it's not about picking up the, the next blue belt that, that won a world championship or a purple belt masters or brown belt masters that's won you know three gold medals in a row you know it's not even a it's not even about that anymore you know we're not trying to sponsor people because we want extra visibility in those in those spaces you know when we're when we are when we are picking up people um it's it's because we want to be able to have them be representatives of the brand because we think they're we think what they do wholeheartedly matches the brand, you know. It's not so much, okay, I want and won another medal, you know. That's not even the purpose in a reality. That's just icing on the cake. We want to we wanna be able to work with people that have supported us um, long-term or either, or either get what we're doing long-term, you know. And that's that takes some time, you know. It doesn't just come from, hey, I want a sponsorship and, okay, you're the guy, you know. Like, it, it's, it's almost like a marriage, you know. Like, you kind of have to feel it out a little bit and then figure out if it's the right if it's the right time, you know, and that's, that's kind of how it is when, whenever we pick up somebody, you know, and that's why a lot of people are just like, Oh, I get, I get it. You know, and some people are, they stick and they stay in there, you know, like, I don't care, like whatever it is, like you guys are the guys I want to work with. And, you know, I've been offered this, 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 and this, you know, and, and even to the point where people are like, Hey, I, I got offered a bunch of stuff and they've been with us for a few years, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Just stay. you probably got hit up a bunch. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've had to send plenty of email responses saying, you know, I'm I'm exclusive with Show Your Roll. Thank you, thanks for thinking of me, but I can't, you know, and and I can't and don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the bigger thing too is like every, um, a lot of people just get sent free stuff, you know. So yeah. you feel like almost like you have to. You feel bad, you know, like you're like, okay, well, I I have to wear this shirt or I have to wear this patch or I have to try and do something because I, I just got something for free, you know. Right. Uh, so you feel the sense of man, like, like this company really, really likes me. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm important to them. You know, um, um, but, but it goes both ways, right? Like it's, 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 you're getting product to promote something, and um, so you're actually helping a lot. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that 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 you're the that that you need to. You know, it's it's really just a matter of if you if you like that product. You know, it's always it's always good to like we're always super blessed and fortunate to be able to get stuff and we're super thankful you know but um i'll never forget now it's kind of making sense a lot of people say like free stuff is the most expensive stuff yeah exactly there's always uh there's a catch there's always a catch (laughs) it's, it's not just to be cool you know it's not just to be friends you know like it's there's there's always something you know and i think once you start to see through see through what it is then you're able to make a better decision you know and i think normally it's really hard to see that you know and then uh, like literally like every every time something comes that's free it's like oh jeez is it is it really free you know yeah you're trying and, to look for that little hidden hidden uh, small print <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so that's that, that's the that's the that's the um that's that's just some of that stuff, you know, and I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool that everybody gets support and everyone gets free stuff here and there, like especially as an up and coming lower belt, you know, like she's any free stuff is good, so you don't have to buy, go and buy stuff, you know. But yeah, um, definitely. Um, I'll never forget a a, a a parent and his kid came in here, you know, and and they're like, oh yeah, well they have sponsorship, you know, um, but they love shorter, you know, and I'm like, oh that's awesome, man, that's cool that you have a sponsorship, you know, and. It's, and I was like, it's a lot cooler to say you're sponsored, you know. <laughs> and the dad just starts laughing, you know. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, they don't get too much, you know. He's like, it just sounds cool that he says he's sponsored, you know. And I'm like, no, I totally get it. it I, I, I get it 300, percent you know. He's like, but really, I'm a sponsor, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's the reality of it, you know. I was like, the reality is the reality of a sponsorship. 
until you're at the highest elite level in any sport and especially in jujitsu, you know, um, there's that top percentage of, of guys that are just like, you know, they're the icons for the, for the sport, you know, and, and those guys are, those guys are probably making a lot more than, you know, 90% of the industry, you know, but, but the reality is like, other than that, you're, you're, you're really your own sponsor, you know, it's, it's, you're paying for yourself to go to tournaments, you're paying for yourself to, to, to compete, you're buying the stuff that you want to wear, you know, um, and then other than that, like it's, it's, that's the reality of being a competitor, you know? And, um, and that, and I've seen it from, from blue to black, you know, all the way through the, over the last 15 years, you know? Um, but, but the reality is, is just trying to really, I think that's when you really break down what a sponsor really is and the company that you really want to work with, you know? And I think that's a big, big deal when you look at it long-term, you know, short-term, if you just need to get some free stuff here and there, you need some cash, you know, um, take the deals that work for you and, and get what you need to get for that year. And then the following year, figure out if that same company is the same company for you, you know, or look for another company, you know, but if you're looking for something long-term, um, and you're looking at yourself long-term, you know, that's when it gets a little bit more tricky and you kind of just have to, have to look out who look who's on the who's on the table and and what makes the most sense for the person if that makes any sense. Yeah, and you start understanding the the relationship aspect of it more as opposed to just trying to get stuff. You know, you you understand the importance of uh giving back to the brand and and looking for brands that are uh, on the same page as you uh I wouldn't say from a moral, well, maybe from a moral standpoint, but just making sure your your ideals are in line with the the brands that you represent. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. I think it's I think it's cool because there's a lot more support all the way around, and kids get support from um, from startup companies, and people are able to support people at a lower at a lower belt level. And I think that's freaking awesome. You know, I think that's that's amazing. You know, um, I I just think um, I just think when you start looking at stuff long term, as you start to grow and figure out what you want to do in jiu-jitsu you know and what you want what you want your place to be in jiu-jitsu um i think that's when it it starts to make sense a little bit more when you look at it as a whole you know um but most people are just they're just training they're trying to be the best they're trying to win tournaments they're trying to get recognized you know for their hard work and um and and they're in the sea they're in a sea with she's you know thousands and thousands of people getting similar type results you know um so so for that, it's I think it's super important just to figure out um, who who you want to align yourself with um, as a company or as an individual, and just you know work with those work with those companies, you know whoever it may be. So that's my that's my advice on it. You know. Yeah. No, I definitely definitely agree. So you know, with success, uh, I think a, a great indicator of success is is when you start having haters. And you, you and I have talked about haters before, and you know I've I've gone out and defended the brand, uh, maybe when I didn't need to, wasted a little energy on it. But uh, how do you how do you approach you know when you, when you're getting a lot of hate and you and you see these things with people uh, bad mouthing the brand or or bad mouthing uh, people that support the brand? What's your approach to that usually to just uh, kind of let it roll off your back and, and not even put the mental energy towards it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Cause I mean, Shore is a grassroots company, you know, like it's not this big corporation, you know, like, so it's, it's hard to just let it go, you know, like with time you start to, you, it starts to roll off your back and it's not such a big deal, you know, but every, every word that's said about the company is personal to me, you know, like I, 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 I take it and I digest it, you know, it's it's not just like okay there's another message kind of thing you know like everything is everything is feedback really you know um whether good or bad so it's like um we're a small company we started in the garage you know we there's about 10 people that work here that all do jujitsu you know um um and family friends like the whole thing you know so we're total grassroots type company you know um so if there's something we're doing bad or there's something that um is not making sense to people um all that feedback that comes back is you know we're we're taking it all in, you know, and it's, it's, it's getting, it's, it's getting, it's getting to us to where we can actually process it and make differences or changes and, and see what, what we can do in the future, you know? Um, but for the most part, um, yeah, man, I think, uh, the beauty of the, of the world, right. Is we all have our opinions, you know, and that's the great, that's the great thing, at least in the U S you know, we all, 
and you have the internet now. So every everything's out on the table. You know? Yeah, the internet's a huge, huge platform because it's uh, you kind of almost can say whatever you want and and feel like you're kind of protected. Totally, totally. I, I, it's, you know, it's a vehicle. It, it's a vehicle it, yeah. yeah, they definitely. Uh, say a lot of things that they probably would never say to your face and that's that's just the nature of of social media yeah and i mean it's it's the world we live in you know and like for me it's um for for me it's it's for me it's it's not a big deal you know i mean it, we take the feedback good and bad and we try and process it and um we try and make a we try and make adjustments to um maybe things that can help us get better you know and we take all the feedback but for the most part um if people are if people are talking about the brand, at least we're, we're stoked about that, you know. Yeah. At, at least we're at least we're visible, and then we're 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 still being talked about. That means we're we're at least somewhat current, you know, and we're not getting forgotten about, you know. But I think um, for me, you know, I, for for me, I probably get bummed out just as much as anybody else gets bummed out when you know people are trolling online and stuff like that, and you know, kind of just playing that game you know but it's it's a game you know so it's like um for the most part you know everybody that we deal with you know um they know how we work and they know the relationships that that we keep and take and and flourish with time you know and um at the end of the day we're just trying to we try and help people we try and we're trying to grow a a big community outside of jiu-jitsu with internally stemming from jiu-jitsu so um we're just always positive, man. Regardless of who's who's saying what, you know, for us, it's always about looking what's for, looking forward, and trying to do the best things, and trying to let um, any negative energy or anything that's not positive towards the brand just move on from it, you know, and just learn from it, grow from it, and continue to build, you know, and build with the people that that are around us that believe in what we're doing a hundred percent, and and continue to build, you know. That's that's always the goal. So. Yeah, you got to put your energy into the things that you have control and and influence over. I mean, we don't have any control or influence over what people think or or want to say about the brand or say about an individual. So really, ultimately, at the end of the day, you got to kind of push that stuff out of your mind and focus on the stuff you have control and influence over. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the the biggest thing with the brand is just we've been trying to focus on the brand, focus on what we do as a company, you know, and um and let people know that we're going to be building the brand, you know, um, basically not, not from scratch, but we're going to be building it uh, almost from the ground up again, but better, stronger, reinventing ourselves time and time again, but within staying within the principles of how we do things, you know. And um, I think that's that's the that's the most important part, you know, and and working with the people that we like like working with that we've worked with over time, you know, and that's 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 the key, I think. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, along with the company or the brand, I should say, getting as big as it has, you, you've started to have to deal with uh, a lot with resellers and also uh, people who are making knockoff products, which, I mean, that puts you right up there with Nike and Apple and, <laughs> I mean, all of those. You got all these people now in, in making fake show you rolls. So, I mean, mm -hmm. did, did that kind of blow your mind when you first first saw that started to happen? Yeah, yeah, totally, man. You know, it's like it's being being from a I'm a little jungle kid from Guam, you know. So, <laughs> as far as what I thought this thing would go in in ten or twenty ten or twenty years, I had no idea. You know, that's the reality of it. You know. And what it's kind of been doing over like the last five years has been has been insane, you know. So it's um, like I have super humble beginnings and um, having see, see having and seeing a lot of this happen, you know. I never thought I'd have crazy legal fees that I would have to pay to try and minimize some of the stuff, you know. But yeah, it's it's the reality of I guess you know it's 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 it's, it's partially our fault too, right? I mean, like that's the reality of it and. Um, it's just a part of business to where we have to be able to manage it and work with it and try and minimize some of the stuff and and um, and continue to grow and adjust and get better, you know. And it's it's kind of just like a nature. It's a part of the. It's part. It's a part of the beast, kind of. Yeah, nature created, you know. So I can't. I can't. Um, I can't say, oh, okay, well, I'm bummed about it, you know. Like it's 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 a part of what we have to adjust and and make changes to going forward, and and we have to just be able to manage and deal with these things when they arise you know so 
Yeah, and I think it's important to for people to know that you guys are, uh, you know, taking action and, and putting uh, things in place that are going to help to to deal with this sort of stuff, you know, going forward and uh, try to limit it as much as possible. I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to completely stifle it, but uh, you guys are definitely doing things to make it a little more difficult for people to do the things that they're doing. Yeah, man, we got we got some we we, we have a a good crew a good crew a, a good crew and a good legal team that has been helping us over the last few years. And um, yeah, man, I mean, the way they work is insane. You know? <laughs> so it's like. Um, a lot of the stuff they're able to kill real fast and they're able to do research on and help us with um, figure out issues and deal with issues, you know. And um, like I said, man, I, w- I would never I would never think I would be a- be paying legal fees as high as we do, you know. I'm like, shit, I could have yeah. sponsored like 15 kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's but, – but it's a part of the beast, you know, and I guess it's a part of, of what we've kind of created over the last five years and, and really start to – change so it's um you know it's i guess it's a part of it you know and for us it's um we are taking action to make sure some of this stuff is minimized so it's people are not getting bummed out fake stuff or you know getting taken advantage of so we're, we're trying to help any way we can as far as working with our legal department to try and minimize some of these guys that are doing stuff you know so you know uh, i we got to hire the black belts in the in the legal area you know, we're we're black belts in jujitsu, but you got to have those black belts working for you too. Yeah, yeah, we actually we actually do have a few of them, and they're they're gnarly, man. They're they're super they're super good, well respected in their industry, and and they've been able to kill some stuff for us, um, uh, really really well, you know. So it's um, I, I can't complain if 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 we didn't have those guys, like oh man, like everybody would probably be running crazy. <laughs> Definitely, you know, like, every everyone would have their own short roll. Uh, their own show your old side gig, you know. So yeah. Our, our legal team is they're intense, you know. So um, they do a good job in trying to help us minimize or control some of that stuff. So I, I can't complain, man. Now, when you guys do a do a drop in in for people that don't know the lingo, I'm sure everybody listening does. But a drop is when when the gi is you know released for sale. Um, I know <laughs> there's some people that have bad luck and, and get on and, you know, they'll get all the way to their shopping cart and hit pay and, and it'll be gone out of their cart. Um, is, is that just the nature of, of kind of having a limited quantity and, and, uh, are you guys doing anything maybe to, uh, enhance the back end like on the web on the website to make that a little hap- happen a little less? Yeah, I think, I think for us, we've kind of realized that, We've kind of realized that um, we're releasing more geese than we've ever done before. You know, we're making more geese than we've ever made before. Every batch is bigger than the one before. Um, so it's our, our quantity and our unit of as far as what we're we're pushing is is way more than we've ever done before. You know, but at the same time, our our demand is growing more. You know, so it's um it's really really hard to to gauge and 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 work with how we're trying to get more geese into people's hands, you know, and, um, the way our company runs is, you know, for the most part over the last few years, it's, we make a set amount and after that set amount is done, then it's done and we're on to the next one, you know, and people that want really wanted that specific one, if they jumped online and it sold out in like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you know, they're probably pretty bummed, you know, and, um, and the ones that got it are probably super stoked, you know, and, um, and it's 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 a good and bad, you know. But at the same time, um, we're trying to we're we're trying to up our quantities bigger and bigger every batch, you know. And um, we're trying to have models that we have that are that you know are maybe in stock for a, a few days, you know. And that's I mean we just we we just had it with our comp standard that we released like I don't know like a week ago or two weeks ago. I, I lose track of time. Yeah, but you guys, you guys have had so much stuff uh, coming out recently. It's got to be hard to keep track of everything. Yeah, I mean, you follow the brand, James. You you know how how frequent we did releases two three years ago, as opposed to even last year. You know, like, oh yeah. Th- this year we're on track to do way more releases, way more quantities on different things, and just trying to get more geese to people that that really want them. You know, and try and minimize some of the headache on some of this stuff to try and acquire one. You know, like I, I don't. 
if if I got if we make a limited product and it's supposed to be super small quantities just because you know it's an artist edition or a a special edition where you know the artist and the company only wants to make so many of you know and uh, to keep it kind of cool and uh, and kind of its own special project then that's cool you know if it's if that's what the project is intended for you know um but if it's a baseline release where it's nothing that's like um extra crazy you know like a comp standard where it's just supposed to be made for people just to buy it and wear them in the gym and and be able to like jump online and buy it you know and not go through the headache so much of trying to buy one and it's selling out really fast you know and like if, if that's if we're not able to up those i get bummed out you know right because i want people to jump on be able to jump on a sale and purchase it you know and not go through you know getting all crazy and anxious the day of the sale when that specific project was we were supposed to have a lot of them you know and it's it's i say it every time but it's so crazy you know it's like every time we think we we got a number down you know it's we're like okay well let's double our units this time you know like whatever we ordered last time let's double it you know yeah you're doubling you're doubling it but then you're you're following is tripling and you got that many more people on there (laughs) trying to grab it that's that's the hard part you know it's like we're trying to like okay well sheesh we sold that i got a good example is we just did that release we sold it sold out the comp standard in like 45 minutes you know like like a majority of everything you know i'm like dude that's like our one of our biggest releases in a long time you know and i'm like right how did we run out so fast so now it's like the next one we're like okay well let's like double up on quantities for the comp standard to try and like make sure we i don't want to sell it out in 45 minutes you know like i want to have that gee you know i want people to be at least be able to buy it for a few days maybe you know like yeah that's the goal of that of, of that project you know um and i think um we're making and the problem is too is we're releasing geese faster and more than we've ever done before you know so for us it's like man well okay well there's so much there's so many projects going you know like you know, may, may, maybe it's going to slow down one project so if you know for if, if we're gauging if we're going to go heavy on this next one, but we have another project that's dropping two weeks after. What does that do? You know? So like, right. we've never, be, we've never released geese. We've never released as many geese as frequent as we are this year. And, and, and we've never, and, and the amount of quantities we're releasing way more than ever. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of those weird things, you know, it's uh, that we, that we're having to work with internally as a company to make sure we're, 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 estimating and and getting more stuff here for for people you know so um it's a good problem to have you know but at the same time you know we're we're working like literally like every week trying to figure out okay well what is it what is it what is it what is it you know and okay this 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 is landing there this is landing now this is this going on sale in two weeks this is going on sale in a week what's created for three weeks you know so it's like there's a bunch of things we do internally as a company to make sure um we can get more product to people faster, quicker, you know, um, no longer pre-sales, no longer this. So we're always trying to do things to change the industry, you know, um, but at the same time, our goal is to get more geese to consumers that just want a gee, you know, like we have the hardcore guys that love the brand and, um, you know, they're into it for whatever reasons. Um, but I then feel, we also have just the normal guys that are like, oh, my, my I feel my, like I feel like that was directed at me. <laughs> no no then we have the we have the we have the normal guys that are just like you know like uh, example your students you know or yeah. any students that represent the brand they're like oh man i would love to buy it but how can i buy it yeah and then you have to go through the whole story <laughs> well you can't buy it really like, yep. what do you mean you can't buy it well can i just go to their website well you can go to their website but there's nothing there okay well one well they have this thing you know it's called um they do drops and releases it sells out really fast like like doesn't really make any sense if you like really think about it in a normal business sense you're like okay wait so your company makes product right (laughs) where can i buy your product right now like nowhere Okay. If I had a nickel, <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I've had that exact conversation, I'd be I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that same thing, and it's like, and then a lot of people's, and a lot of like most people in defense, the most people like it doesn't really make any sense when you think about it. You know, it's like okay, your business that supposedly is making really good kimonos, you know, or geese or or apparel, and I really want to wear your brand and. I can't buy your brand on your website. You have nothing, you know? So for us, 
that by itself is just it's it's a hard it's it's like okay well they're gonna do a release they're gonna have this coming up you just have to kind of follow them you know so for 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 the for the hardcore fans the guys that love our brand they're fine with that you know but for you know let's just let's just take let's just put this in a percentage in the market you know and let's just say that's 10 percent of the market you know and 90 percent of people they don't want to they don't want to go crazy at 10 a.m on a friday you know right like or or if they did one time or twice they, they're kind of over it you know they just really want a gi you know they like they love the brand they love the gi they love how it fits they love what we do but at the end of the day just they just want to be able to buy a gi from us you know and so so you're saying they don't have a wardrobe with a hundred gis behind them right now not yet not yet, <laughs> <laughs> not yet. i'm i'm a collector so uh you know i i feel i feel very uh i I have a deep place in my heart for anybody that has a nice collection of anything. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, I think they just want they just want to they want to be able to represent the brand, you know. And I think for us, it's it's us being able to cater to our cater to our uh, hardcore following and brand loyalists and supporters, but at the same time, try and put out offerings that can at least get people that want our product, you know, a day or two to be able to buy stuff every now and then, you know, like that's our goal, you know. And if we can achieve that this year, I'm stoked, you know, like if I can get more people to be able to buy our product without going through, uh, going through the pains of sometimes trying to pick up a, pick it up on a release date, then I'm stoked, you know, and if we can consistently get projects out that geek out our, our hardcore fans and the people that love and support the brand for what it is, then I'm stoked as well. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to balance both, but for us, I think, um, I think if we do it right, we can we can be able to, to, to suffice both, both consumers, you know, that's, that's the goal at least. Yeah. It's definitely a constant, uh, balancing act that you guys are having to do. And, uh, do you have any plans to, to do maybe one model that you produce year round or anything like that? Or you plan to kind of stick with the same formula? Uh, I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, right now there's, there's no, um, there's no change. I don't, I don't think we have any plans to have like one model, um, like a baseline model, not anytime in the near future, at least you know. Um, but what what I do what I do plan and hope for is to be able to consistently have um, quarterly releases that that don't sell out in forty five minutes. You right, know? giving love, giving you know, uh, more access that way. Yeah, I'll be able. To, I would love to be able to put out an offering to consumers that and say, "Hey, this product's going to go on sale on a Friday, and you know, and it should be on. There should be enough quantities to." last it through Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday, shit, maybe even the, the following week, you know? Yeah, that's great. That'll, that's, that'll, that's, ma- that'll make a lot of people happy if that happens. Yeah, and that's the goal, you know? The, my goal is to get 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 more more geese and more product to the average consumer, you know? Not not the geek, you know? Like the geeks and the people like you and I, you know? <laughs> like yeah. uh, like we're, we're going to follow stuff no matter what. That's just in the way we think, you know? Um, but my goal is to to be able to help those guys get really cool things, but at the same time be able to get the normal person that just wants to buy, buy a gi because the way it fits or support it because of the things we do, uh, make it a little bit easier for them, you know, and um, that's our goal at least this year. So Definitely. That sounds great. I think that's going to that's gonna make a lot of people listening to this happy. Um, now, I know you're a busy guy just like me and probably even busier. And, uh, and I've taken a lot of your time this morning. Uh, I really appreciate it, but I wanted to give you a chance if there's any uh, anything you wanted to let everybody know about upcoming uh, to be on the lookout for or any any announcements you have. Now would be a, a great time to let everybody know. No, the only announcement I have is stay tuned to Foster's podcast. It's going to be the next big thing. Watch out. He's going to blow up. So. If you're if you're not subscribing, make sure you're subscribing now. So especially now after having you on, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're too kind, man. You're too kind. You're hey, brother. Awesome. Well, brother, I appreciate everything you've done for me, and uh, I appreciate you coming on and and uh, giving me some time this morning to kick off the first podcast of 2016. No worries, man. I appreciate I appreciate you more than you appreciate me, and thank you for all that. Uh, you I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> But you're the man, brother. You have a great weekend, and um, I hope you, you and everyone are doing well. So, All right, brother. Same to you and the family, and uh, take care. I look forward to talking to you and hopefully seeing you in person real soon. Yeah, we'll see each other soon, man. You, got, you have a great one, man. Thanks right. for having me on. Yep, you too.
There you go.